bonsoir and hasta la vista. In other words, welcome to this exclusive podcast from that jewel in the crown of Lancashire, Little Snogging by the Bus Stop. Now you'll have to excuse me for a moment, as I'm just dropping off one of our Meals on Wheels ladies with her order. I hope it goes well. Last time we called on Mary, she wasn't very complimentary about my sausage. This is Price, Meals on Wheels. It's about time to. Oh, I'm actually a little early today, Mrs. Price. What disgusting, inedible rubbish will you be farming me up with today? Stewart dumplings today, Mrs. Price, with baby carrots and garden peas. Mmm, delicious. Don't. I beg your pardon? Those peas yesterday were solid. Oh, dear. I'm sorry to hear that, Mrs. Price. I've got one of yesterday's peas here. See for yourself. It does look a bit hard. Oh, sorry about that. Feel the hardness of it. It's like a bullet. Oh, yeah, that is hard. Well, I'll mention it to the office. You try and bite that. I bet you can't. No, I believe you, Mrs. Price. I'll just, I'll just tell the office about it. Go on. Just try and bite into it. Oh, oh yeah, that is very hard. Look, I mean, I've hardly made a dent in it. Exactly. And it's been right through me. <laughs> well, I'm very sorry about that. Hence the expression, no peas for the wicked. But life in our village is rarely of the sleepy variety. We too can suffer from gangland violence, as witnessed by the disturbing scenes at the mother and baby competition last week. Talk about throwing your knuckle dusters out of the pram. But they tell me police resources are stretched to their limit, and if you want a crime investigated these days, you have to form an orderly queue. Get moving on here, moving on. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing at all, except a crime scene with dead bodies, books of blood and a puzzled policeman. Move along! Excuse me? Yes, madam? Isn't this the cue for the cinema? Yeah, that's right, madam. And move along! Uh, scream onto your left, madam, and if you want your popcorn, it'll be an extra £19.50. All right, please yourself. Psst! Come again. Psst! No, never on duty. I'm as sober as the next man. On his guff. You! I am trying to attract your attention. Well, you'll have to do better than that, miss. I don't think you're my type. Imbecile. I am not a miss. I am incognito. Now do you recognise me? Oh, yes. Hello, Mr. It is I, Ecule Maple, he of the magnificent eyebrows and the practically perfect pedigree. Tonight I am dressing down to blend in with the common public in order to make inquiries of a discreet nature. I need to find Chief Inspector Clapp. So let me get this right. You're being discreet and you need a clip. Oui, monsieur. Okay, fair Cop, it's me. I'm clap, clap of the two feet. The two feet? Yes, we haven't got a whole lot. <laughs> Government cutbacks. Hang on a minute. Orange on a seat, Mrs. Bag of nuts. That'll be 25 pounds, thanks. Oh, dear. But you are a chief inspector. 
You should not be offering the public inducements of oranges on sticks or making displays of your nuts. Well, the chick's got to make her living somehow. It's only part-time, and I don't like the uniform. Come a bit cutbacks, I told you. But why are you dressed like that? Well, it is Friday night, and I like these stilettos. But you are on the trail of the Phantom, are you not? Ah, now you're cutting to the chase, so to speak. Now you've got your very big nose to the grindstone. Uh, Yes, indeed. Who? Lefento, he who has been committing the crimes audacious which you have reported. I said, uh, who? Uh, who is a phantom? Uh, frankly, Mr. Marble, the police are baffled. Fine, I know, but it's what it says here. Rest assured, Inspector Clapp, Hercule will sniff out this phantom. With my penetrating gaze and 40-40 vision, no indiscriminate criminal will escape me. I have the brain of a genius and a certificate from Interflora. Tell me everything. Do not leave out the tiniest of details. In your phone call to me, you said you had plenty of evidence, did you not? Uh, no. No? Uh, no. I said there were a lot of heavy debts in the cupboard. <laughs> Medical cupboard that someone had bashed about. Oh. And whereabouts is this cupboard of metal? In my office. What creation in what part of my office? It is now also part cleaning establishment and part lavatory, uh, but it still has my initials on the door. Wait for it. My first name is Walter. Then, Inspector, I have already solved the crime. But of course, let us look at the circumstances. You are a man of principles and really bad breath. Faced with an ever-decreasing budget, you are forced to make challenging economies. Driven into seeking extra funds by taking the part-time work at your local cinema. Tell me, do you have an aching of the head? Not all the time. It's a very small hat. But this very small hat is removed while banging your very big head, I suspect. Ah, you mean... The evidence is clear. Frustrated at the cutting back of your government, you slam down the telephone like so. Then you walk up to your cupboard of metal and slam your head once, twice, maybe more. You made the dance yourself, Inspector. So, this phantom is in reality a spectre. Inspector. Am I not correct? Hmm? Well, stone me and pickle my salted popcorn. You are a genius. I shall arrest myself immediately. Find a suitable cell. What comes to think of it, who notices the difference? Get all right, move along there. Nothing to see here. Get your expensive snacks now. Support your local sheriff. Thank you generously. Join us next week for episode two. The 450 from Paddington Replacement Buses. In which our hero gets his ticket punched and Clap joins the Women's Institute. You see, what we have to remember is none of us are getting any younger. In fact, I'm so old now I have to send the Queen a telegram. But it's always heartwarming to see the way in which families like the Clutterbucks stick together. 
Here's another example of true British teamwork, as Bert takes the wheel and his mother-in-law for a spin, and Beryl drives him up the wall. I think it's left here. No, 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 it's next right. Right. No, left. You just said right. Yes, but I meant left. Right. Left, left. OK, OK, keep your wig on. I'm turning on, sir. What's the matter with you today? You're not going all menstrual on me, are you? Don't be daft, and you shouldn't be using words like that in polite company. <laughs> what polite company? There's only you and your mother in the back. She passed out ten minutes ago. She hasn't? Oh, why didn't you say? Well, I thought you'd have heard her snoring like a ruddy helicopter when she gets going, isn't she? What do you mean? Makes a lot of noise. Especially if you're downwind when she blows off. Oh, ha, ha, very funny. It's next left. Right. No left! No left, then! Anyway, how come your mother's roped us into this? She's always complained she doesn't get out enough. She says the fresh air will do her good. Oh, I'm going to have to wake her up. Fresh air? Oh, it's us that needs the fresh air. Not I'm winding the window down. What has she been eating? Mum! Mum! Wake up, we're nearly here. What's that? Oh, you've sat on your sandwiches. Oh, dear. Oh, it is a shame, yes. Well, that's very kind of you, but I don't think our stand's too keen on anchovy with pickles. Beetroot too, is that right? Oh, lovely. No, no, I'm not hungry either, no. We'll just get something from the rat and parrot. Why not take them with you? Oh, yeah. Well, well, we're here now, anyway. Have you got your goggles? And your helmet? Oh, hey, this will do here, Stan. Are you sure about this, Beryl? I'm sure. Now, Mum, I know you'll be a bit nervous, this being your first time in charge, but just remember... The rest of the boys and girls will be nervous too. So it's your job to lead by example. No, no, don't worry about it. The stain will wash it out if it's by heart. Off you go then. I will watch out for you in a bit. What do you think you're doing? You do realise she's left those ruddy sandwiches on the back seat. Just smile and keep waving. I'll get rid of them at the pub. Then, bless her, she was so excited when they picked her as team leader. It's a big thing for an 86-year-old. You know, but there's not one of them will see 79 again. Oh, look, there goes me mum leading from the front. Oh, look, in her orange jumpsuit. So what do those letters stand for? She's got printed on their backs. F-F-P-P. -P. It's obvious, isn't it? Three full parachuting pensioners. Well, there's one thing for sure. They'll all get plenty of fresh air where they're going. Come on, I'm ready for a pint. Isn't it lovely when your grandparents just drop in for a visit? Now then, we all know how to say it with flowers. I remember the old rhyme... Roses are red, violets are blue, my own are at home, so you know what to do. No, I never really understood that one either. But what if it cost you a pound every time you didn't mention the name of a flower in conversation? 
Here's what happened when our local florist held a charity day. Hello, welcome to Florist Gump, the flower shop you can pop pee into. <laughs> Please read the sign. Okay, okay. We're collecting the comic relief. Please include the name of the flower in every sentence or put a pound into the collection. Ooh, what a good idea. Yeah, a, a, a pound, please, because you didn't say a flower. <laughs> Try to remember in future. Oh, right, oh. <laughs> well, my name is Heather. Oh, oh very good. And uh, what can I help you with, Heather? My friend's getting married, so I was asked to do the flowers, and I uh, rose to the challenge. Oh, excellent, excellent. And uh, have you chosen carefully? <laughs> Very good. Oh, yes, I think so. Uh, well, I hope they'll fit in my uh, hydrangea rover. <laughs> there are so many cars on the road, aren't there? Uh, we really are. Yes, we are. And the fumes will eventually croak us all. Oh, you're very good at this. <laughs> oh, whoever is getting married will no longer be as free as you That's true. <laughs> Luckily, she's called Petunia. And she's marrying very well. <laughs> the groom owns four jewellery shops. Oh, uh, well, some people marry into money. Some marigolds! <laughs> <laughs> You're quite right, and uh, I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> well, well, Mayflowers help to make the day more wonderful. <laughs> now, uh, what sort of flowers do you want? Good, good. Um, daffodils, uh, fox gloves, and geraniums. That, that's that. I see. Now, that won't be a problem. <laughs> Will they have pets at the wedding? Or kids? Kids? <laughs> no, no, no. No, they'll have never, never have kids. He has an issue with a droopy bottom. So he's not much of a clover. Clover? 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 No, no, no. No, no. Pound, please. All right. A droopy bottom? Tell him! Well, some days he does. Easy. <laughs> well, very good. Oh, okay. Well, write your order here and the date and the address of the delivery, and uh, and I'll snowdrop them up. <laughs> snowdrop? Uh, oh, no, no, no. Pound, please. No. Mm. Mm. Yes. Oh, this is a great idea. <laughs> what, what's your name? I hope it's Pansy. <laughs> no, no, I'm Cynthia. Cynthia Bluebell. Cynthia? Hyacinth! <laughs> That's my order and details. Look, any questions, just phone the next. Oh, yes, I will, thank you. I, I will. I, I have tulips, don't I? Oh, it's been fun. I wish I could come here daily. I really do. Me too. Come on. Bye bye for now.
You've been listening to The Red Rose Tattoo. And we'd like to remind you that attending our live shows is no longer illegal. It's just slightly immoral. Taking part were Jackie Padden, Peter Frankson and Alan Veal. The music was by Dave Thomas and the script was by Peter Frankson and Alan Veal. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please give generously to the I Think I Look Good in Lycra campaign, sponsored by the Prime Minister. <laughs>